Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We were off last week. Tim was getting ready to go to Disneyland. So we're going to have a quick recap from him later on in the podcast about how it was. Um, You know, he actually went the weekend before 4th of July. So um, my tried and true tale is always go the weekend. The, The Friday and Saturday before a holiday are the best days to go. I've always said that because just it's just the truth. You know how it is. But um, we'll get to that later. Um, and we will probably be off next week as well because we're going to have a baby. So um, I'm not well, sure. I mean, I'm, I'm actually going to. You and you and your wife are having a baby, not me and my, me and my you, wife. You and correct. Wife. Me and my wife, are, our baby girl is coming tomorrow via C-section. So I will edit the podcast tonight. You will be getting this on Thursday because I will not be home until probably Saturday. So um, I do thank everyone who always comes through and is always giving us those listens. And, you know, this has been a lot of fun for us. And we'll just take next week off probably just because I'll be extremely busy. Um, We may have an episode. I don't know. um, I might actually be off next Thursday, but the time will tell. Um, We will have a newborn in the house. So it might take us about a week to get used to having a baby again. Um, But we're going to hop right into it. Disney is hosting a panel for the upcoming Haunted Mansion movie at Midsummer Scream Convention. Um, I have noticed some of these um, groups have been, like, trying to do more stuff with, like, not mainstream conventions. Um, we did announce last week a bunch of, a bunch of uh, or two weeks ago, a bunch of places are not going to be, like, like a companies are not going to be at um, San Diego Comic-Con, Hall H, or anywhere in general. So, you know, it's kind of cool seeing um, them go to something like this, because this isn't mainstream. No matter how much you say it is, it's not. Um, I will also say, I don't see it on here, but did you see who else was actually promoting the movie at Disneyland? Yeah, it's down in the Disneyland section. Okay, I wanted to make sure. I, I glanced real quick, but we'll get to it there. But they are going through oh i see it right now um a lot of stuff to promote this film and i think part of it's because we had the um eddie murphy movie so i know for a fact that they're probably trying to not cover that up but how many times have you or someone you know said hey have you seen this movie and i'm like yeah isn't that an old one from like 2010 or something and it's just something very similarly named or you know they reboot it and so you're not thinking, you know, I'm not going to watch The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. I heard it's horrible. So, you know, they got a lot of marketing to go through to get rid of all this stuff. Um, right. And and the cool thing is, is Midsummer Scream. Um, I didn't know this until I Googled it. It's the world's largest Halloween convention. And yep. it's in long uh, this year. Uh it's in Long, I don't know if it's always in Long Beach, but Long Beach from July 28th to the 30th. So, and more than uh, likely, that's, that's probably why they're also going to be there too, because it's so close to LA. You know, it makes it right. easy. So, right. you know, exactly. that's that's a that's a no brainer for that one. But I do think that, um, um, it's it, like it may be the world's largest, but you don't ever hear too much coming out of it. We don't hear reports about movies. We don't hear 
all the little intricacies like we get from San Diego Comic-Con. Like legitimately, when Tim and I record, usually we wait till, we try and wait till the last day of Comic-Con because the first two days are like crazy stuff. And the last day is usually the biggest stuff you can have. So something like this, while it is big, you know, it just doesn't pull the same kind of stuff you have there. Um, Right. And just looking at it really quick, the um, people who are going to be their special guests, um, I really only know one of them, which is Tom Holland. He's writer director from Child's Play and Fright Night. Other than that, I mean, they got stuff underneath them on where they're from. But and there's yeah. one I probably know. There's um, only reason why I follow her is because she was on Boy Meets World, and she always posts stuff on um, Instagram. So I'm sure that she will probably be there. I'm trying to remember her name. She goes by the Horror Gal. So um, she from the I, Craft and Half Baked. Uh, no. Uh, Halloween Town. I'm going to tell you her name. No, I know the girl from Halloween Town. She actually married um, her co-star on that, Danielle Harris. I guarantee Danielle Harris is going to be there. I know for a fact. She has to be. She has a horror podcast. She became a scream queen. Like, she's in a movie right now with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, England. Um, what's his face from? uh England. Not Dave England. What's his name? Yeah, no, she's as as under special guests. She's there. Yes. No. no. Yeah. So she's yeah. in a movie coming out called Natty Knox. But you said she's like does podcasting on it, or she was in something? No, she's in a bunch of she's in a bunch of horror movies, and um, she's also in um, she has a podcast with another girl that's kind of a horror esque. Yeah, no, not. Now it doesn't mean that she won't be added later on, or maybe she's, you know, doing something, hosting a panel or something like that. No, I, I, I bet you. Well, you never know. She might not be. If they're getting big people like Disney to do stuff there, I don't know. They probably would bump some people because, uh, knowing how these conventions go, if they can get someone that pulls that much. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, and also, Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly are going to be there. Huh. But anyhow, there, yeah, there you go. I mean, you may know more than me. Oh, and Michael from the Lost Boys is going to be there. There mm. you go. That is so, kind of random. Yeah, no, it's... It is. So, but there you go. We'll I mean, see. It, it's... Definitely a um, a niche type. I guess a little bit more than niche because it's Halloween. I know people like that. They Halloween is their thing. But this is, you know, if you're re- like how D23 is to us, this is Halloween to them. Or this Midsummer Scream is, you know, if you're into Halloween. Yeah, it's it's big. It's big. Um. I do want to announce there is a new thing. Um, it's not on our list, but um, today dropped Thread. Um, Thread is supposedly to be like the anti-Twitter. Um, 
Uh, MLB is already on there tweeting, basically posting about Pablo Lopez. Um, basically, it's through your Instagram. And um, it's one of those things where basically it's, it's, it's interesting to see. I don't even know who this is. Um, oh, now I do know who it is. Um, basically, you follow a bunch of people, same as um, a Twitter, and it's through like an Instagram-type platform. So they go through your Instagram stuff. It does your bio and everything for all that kind of stuff. So um, it's going to be blowing up for the next couple of days. I'm on there now just because I'm like trying to stay up on all this kind of stuff. But um, get on Thread and search for Beard or Bust. So um, now back on our normally scheduled program, um, Chadwick Bozeman. Kevin Feige, Feige, or Feige, however you want to say it. I think that's what's his name called it, Feige. Um, Chris Pine, Brandy, and more are getting Hollywood Walk of Fame stars in 2024. Uh, we remind you guys that um, Hollywood Walk of Fame stars are paid for by the person who is getting it. But you, you don't pay to get it. You have to be, right? No, you, you have, have you you have to be nominated. Yeah, you have to earn it, but then you have you to get earn it, it and to then you pay for it. Yes. So it's not just anybody could say, "Hey, here's a million dollars, get me a star on the Walk of Fame." You have to be there's some legitimacy to it. Yeah, and actually, most of the time, um, like they're not even nominating themselves. Like they actually like nom- get nominated by someone else that's close to them. But yeah, it's. It's one of those things where you it's 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 always been like kind of like an industry, not secret, but it's like people don't think like, oh, it's just this. They're like, no, you have to pay for it. So um, so I'm sure someone is going to pay for Chadwick Bozeman's themselves. That's usually what happens is someone will step up and do that. But um, we'll see how it is. And they usually spread them out across the year. So let's see how it goes. Um. Tim's favorite game, Star Wars Villainous. Scum and Villainy, um, it features Boba Fett, Cad Bane, Seven Sister, available for pre-order for $29.99. There you go. Seems like a lot, though, for three characters. Yeah, what's but... The, it, what's the it, base it, game cost? Uh, Probably that, because the base... there's There's no board. So I could play as the seventh sister and you could play as um, Ursula. Okay. You know, or something like there's no board. It's your own. It's your own individual board and you're, you have your objectives that you need to complete. Right. To basically, you know, to win the game, but to win the game, you have to do, you know, maybe X, Y, and Z to do it right uh, on it so there is no main game board so you can purchase anyone that you want and i know they have like oh i see what you're saying yeah so basically if you are a diehard like i have to have everything star wars they could make this keep going for 700 years if they wanted to by adding bad people from the game Right, exactly. And there's like uh there's an Oogie Boogie one that's coming out that's just a single it's just Oogie Boogie and that's it. 
So, now, how many, how many, how many objectives come with that, or is it just the board for the objectives? It's just the board for the objectives, and some of them, like um, King Richard from um, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. You, you have to get uh, twenty-five tokens, and that's it. You don't have to. You know, the, the objective to win is you get twenty-five coins, tokens, I forgot whatever they call them, and that's it. And you do different objectives, gets you different coins to it and you have cards that you could play that um give you coins as well if you do this certain objective to it but then like the little mermaid i mean uh on ursula excuse me you have to start your turn with the trident at um i forgot what it is at a certain spot on the board but the thing is, is you have to start your turn with it so, okay, it's my turn, and I could get the trident to that spot, but I have to start my turn with it. So it's got to go around one more time. So you got to pray that nobody else can win before it comes back to you. Because that's the thing that stinks is on some of them, when you have to start your turn with it, you get it there. And if you're playing with three or four people, and it's like, oh man, he's close. And if he has the right cards, He's going to beat me even though I have my board set up, but it's not going to come back around because I have to start my turn with it. Or with, yeah. um, like I said, uh, King Richard, if I get 25 tokens, you know, I have 23 and I get two more on my turn done when because it doesn't say start your turn with it. So, but to get, you know, some of them to get that trident down to because you have a top of your board and bottom of your board. Mm -hmm. um, to get it down, if you get the Triton in your hand, you have to put it up top with um, King Triton, but because it's they're kind of linked together, but that's at the top of your board. But to get to the bottom of your board, you have to defeat King Triton, move it to the bottom, and then get it to the right spot. So it's not just, oh, hey, I got it. Here's where it goes. It takes, so you got to kind of strategically play it. That's just those ones that I know, but there's a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah, that's it's a pretty. I try to read the rules, and it's very. Um, um, and, and, and each one's different. It's not yeah. like there's one set of rules that cover everything. There's some generic things that it covers, but pretty much it's you all want to play this person. You know, you got to read it and make sure you know what's going on. Because, like, the Queen of Hearts, you got to get wickets. But then when you're ready to go, you got to, like, roll or knock down the wickets. But the number has to be greater than this other number. But if it's not, then you, you know, you lose and kind of start, you know, do it over again on your next turn. So it's really, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's all these different things. And like Captain Hook, you have to get um, the ship from one side of your board all the way to the other side. But there's different things that you can do that may move it instead of one spot at a time, move it, you know, two or three spots. So, that's, well, that should be fun. I, and cool. I, I bet you, and so I'm probably assuming too, you probably can look at potentially what the challenge could be for these new characters beforehand. Maybe, um, possibly, yeah. I th I think um, if they show the board, then you'll know. 
I might have to do that because it might be easier to, you know what I mean, do that. Right. Well, and like they have Star Wars ones, you know, I mean, this one is just a specific Star Wars ones, but right. the Disney ones have um, different characters in it, uh, just specific to Disney or this, you know, the whole only compass. Right. Disney, yeah. Or this one's just obviously just the Star Wars one. Uh, next, we have Evan Peters has officially joined the Tron 3 cast with Jared Leto. Um, basically, not reconfirming. It was it was weird. The Tron 3 idea was, like, up in the air for a while. Like, some were like, oh, yes, it's happening. And some were like, I don't, I don't know if it's happening or not. And when they're doing this, it just confirms to me that... Um, you know, it's 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 happening. It's that great of a of a of a customer, a customer of a of an actor like you know Evan Peters. He's been in everything. I'm still shocked like they don't have him in more stuff. But you know that is also kind of I don't know. I think he took a break. He was in WandaVision. I mean, he's been in, a, in so many different things. It's not even crazy. It, it, it's not even funny. Oh, yeah. He was, he was Jeffy Dahmer, too. Yes, he was. Actually, that um, was the last, the last thing that he was in on his IMDb. Yeah, because he took a break because he wasn't... Because he's, he's usually a very big um, person in... Uh, what's what's the name of the show? Um, American Horror Story. He's yeah, almost yeah, he, always in. in yeah, that. he was in a hundred episodes of that. Right, and that's across multiple seasons. So yeah. everyone's like always like you know if he's not in there they're like what's going on you know is there a problem or whatnot and um, you know in, in in the end I'm glad to have him back in this because like I've. I'm saying he's an amazing actor. I loved him in WandaVision. Tim didn't watch WandaVision, so he doesn't know him from that. And he's hey, just dude, a really Petro Maximoff. Yeah, you're looking at his IMDB turd. Um, but he was he played an amazing role in that because you know, spoiler alert, he had to play two different characters basically, and just the way they had him played, it was just such such a, such a cool way to use a person that's an amazing actor like that. That's, I forgot he did play Ralph in it as well. I can't believe you. <laughs> so Tim's pretending like he knows what he's talking about, but he has no idea. But it is cool seeing, you know, him come into this universe. You know, obviously, once you're in that Disney beast, you, you can't get away from it. They're going to use you as much as they can in anything they can just because, you know, why not? Right. I mean... Once you once you're you once you sold your soul, they're gonna take advantage of it. It's just the way it is. And I think a lot of people fail to realize that, like I don't know how many people have they just chewed up and spit out. That's one of the big problems is is, is that it's not the most glorious of occupations working for Disney, and he's taking full advantage of it. And who knows how much they may have even paid him beforehand to stay off of any other acting stuff to be available for this. So. Right. Um, Indiana Jones, the dial of destiny uh, weekends, box office uh, 
for the final adventure of Dr. Jones was $60 million. Um, Tim told me before that he's had some friends who had a friend who really enjoyed it. Um, most of the people I heard that don't like it, it's very nitpicky. And um, I will say that they have compared his acting in this to Star Wars in the um, Force Awakens. And they're like, you could tell he really wanted to be in this. Like, you could tell he wanted to be Dr. Jones one more time. So um, the dumb thing is, is apparently they've left it open to have another one. Like, it, it's not f finite in any means. Um, so please don't take advantage, advantage of of uh harrison ford just let's let's end it where it's at kind of thing so right well and 60 million it seems like i mean granted you know it's an older indiana jones ones but i'm surprised it wasn't a little bit more than that i mean and that was the top box office too with it just being you know the hype and everything behind it but well i mean it's kind of shocking to me because of the fact that it was so hot this weekend all over the united states mm -hmm. you know what i mean um, and, and people don't realize like it was actually a record hottest. They said in 125,000 years, whatever. I don't know how they track 125,000 years ago, but, um, people usually go to the theaters to cool off. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it is kind of shocking that you didn't get, you know, more of that, you know, more people watching it. So yeah. Um, next we go into. The Hamilton sing-along is streaming on Disney+, Plus, um, especially with all the things that are getting canceled right now and removed from Disney+. Plus. I'm kind of happy they're putting something on. Um, for those that don't know, they um, they have removed a significant amount of, of, of shows, and it's, it's interesting, to say the least. Let's just say that. Well, and the thing is, is like Hamilton sing along. Obviously, it's, you know, a Broadway show, so it's musical. So they're singing in it. It's just like what they did with Encanto when they brought the sing along um, version on that one. So I'm surprised they haven't done it earlier, to be honest. Yeah, true. Because, I mean, that was. Um, that was yeah, you're right, because that's one of the things I don't even know. That was one of the things that was like so big. Everyone knew all the songs. It was a way to get kids into to musicals and whatnot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And the first performance was January 2015. So almost 20 years. 20, 10. 10 years. Sorry. And your math is off. You need to go back to high school, man. Um, yeah. Cheated my way. <laughs> um, next we have The Lion King, Toy Story Pirates of the Caribbean and more classic Disney films will be returning To Disney for theaters For Disney's 100 um, Now I don't know When they say this it's hard to Say, say oh it's going to be Like mass release Usually what ends up happening is, is You find like one of your theaters Locally and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to play here for three days or something like that. Usually it's during the week, and usually it's during the day. So depending on how it goes, we'll see We'll see when they do do it. But it'd be, it would be fun. I mean, because you and I, we probably weren't old enough to watch, like, you know, The Little Mermaid in theaters or, you I know, mean, the I remember Yeah, I remember the, yeah, we had VHSs of all of them, but... That's, yeah, I, never, I don't remember going to the theater. 
Oh. I don't remember them in theater. And of those ones that were mentioned, I just looked at, you know, top lifetime grosses uh, overall. And the top one is Lion King at number nine with $1.66 billion. But Avatar is still the top at 2.92. So it's it's not like one of those things like, ooh, it could kind of skip a couple of them if it does, you know. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. And you got to think too, like Lion King had, when it came out, had the music. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's Lion King, the new one. That's 2019. Oh. I'm sorry. That's live action. I lie. So, yeah. No, never mind. But, I mean, it, it would be cool to see all that just because um, – we didn't get a chance to see it in the theaters. That's just, a, it's a whole new experience that we could take our kids to probably too. There are so many theaters for children. There's so many new experiences like, Hey, take the kid to, to a matinee and test them out for five bucks. And if it doesn't work out, Hey, it is what it is. You know, it's not the yep. 10 that you're paying for a normal movie. So yeah, um, maybe Tim, maybe I'll come down and me and uh, me and the boy will come watch it with you. Um, yeah. If it's close, we have to meet yes, in the middle. Yes, sir. Meet in the middle. Um, End of this month, it's finally returning for the second time, or third time, I think. We do get a new season of Futurama on Hulu. Hulu only. If you want to see it, you got to get Hulu. You got to get Hulu. And I think um, they have a similar deal with the King of the Hill revival as well. Because, um, oh, no, no, no. Um, uh, Mike Judge and Greg Daniels, they start, Greg Daniels started an animation studio, so he's trying to get King of the Hill another season. I think it's already, it's greenlit, but they're waiting for it. But I love Futurama. Um, it's always been super fun. They have all the original actors back. Um, and I literally, I think only one person voices one voice, and that is, um, what's her name? Peg Bundy. Um, oh, Katie Seagal. Katie Seagal is the only one that only voices one voice. Everybody else does multiple voices. Um, one of my favorite, Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar is an amazing voice actor. He was famous for Mad TV. He was the crazy UPS guy. And now whenever I hear his voice, like he was Static Shock. Um, he plays the Jamaican dude. I can't remember his name on Futurama. Hermes um, Conrad. Hermes. There you go. He plays Hermes. I think he... Who else does he voice? He voices, I think, um, well, the one of the alien dudes, too. can't remember his name. Um, I'm trying to see... Skip, maybe his name is? I don't know who see. voices Skip. See. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because it has, like, the names of the... Oh, here it is. Perfect. Um, Philomar, Hermes Comrade, Isaac, and Robot 1-X. Yes, and I believe Robot 1-X is like um, the gangster robot. Um, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Um, but yeah, no, there's... I don't know, man. I like... it. It's just so exciting for it to come back. I believe this is the second time, the third time it's come back. Right, so, yeah, and... And like you said, the only one, because it has main cast members, and the only one is, you know, Katie Seagal, Leela. Yep. That's it. Yep. So. 
only one. I know Phil Lamar and a couple of the other guys that are experienced voice actors will lend their voice to lots of other stuff as well. So it's not like they just do main characters. They'll do background characters and all that stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. Or they'll do sounds as well. Exactly. Um, next, we got the Barbie movie has been banned in Vietnam. Um, I didn't read the story. I just know it's something dumb. It's a reference to something. They they have a one line in the movie, and that's why it's being banned. Oh, it shows a map with disputed Chinese territorial claims in yep. the South China Sea. Yep. Exactly. So that's one of the things where you're like, okay, you know. Yeah, go I ahead mean, and but you know, when you get countries over there, you know, Vietnam, the Koreas, Japan, China, they could, there you go. Especially what, South Korea. Yeah. So. Um, Magnum PI will be ending with season five on NBC. Started out on CBS and now has uh, said goodbye on NBC. Um, it wasn't that great of a show. Um, they had a lot of TikTokers on it randomly that were playing acting roles. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. It is it's going the same way as MacGyver. You just can't capture the magic that was the shows from the 80s and plan it now and try and have a similar concept with modern times. Because fa- my favorite thing I've heard from most podcasts and people is Seinfeld couldn't exist in today's world because everything can be solved with a cell phone. All the hijinks they get into could be solved with a cell phone. So a lot of stuff in the 80s, same thing, but, you know, congratulations on Magnum PI, at least making it five seasons on two different networks. So it's not, it's not an easy task to get two seasons, get three seasons on one network and two on another. It's, it's not too bad. Right. Um, now, the big news that rocked the world um, ESPN laid off a ton of people. Um, two of them that most people, well, one more people would know is Jeff Van Gundy. Everyone knows Jeff Van Gundy for basketball. Right. Yeah. And um, even if you don't know the name, you'll know <laughs> what he looks like. Yep. And then uh, Susie Colbert and Steve Young, another one. That was Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Um, yep. And even what's his face? What's the one guy that everyone's, uh, Stephen, Stephen A. Um, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith was saying he's like I could be next. They interviewed him on something. He's like I could be next. I don't. You don't know. And uh, yeah, I mean that's a tough one because I think a lot of people. He's one. He's like a Howard Stern. You get people that love him and you get people that hate him. Hate and him. Both, and both tune in to see what he's going to say. It's it's and weird. I, and I do think he's one of the only people on ESPN because he's friends with a lot of. Other the guys at ESPN, like Michael Wilbon and stuff like that. And he'll say something that they hate and they will call him out to his face and get in heated arguments. And I think usually when you're a colleague of someone in that nature, you won't bash them that way. And Stephen A is one of the ones who, like, he feeds off of their anger kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, and, and I think he says it just to see what what oh, reaction yeah. he gets. And then, I mean, then if they get into, uh, you know, a nice argument, disagreement, whatever it's views, view, you know, Oh yeah. Views are ratings. I mean, so and now, and people are bashing Pat McAfee cause he just got a big deal for his podcast to go on ESPN, but you got to think 
they're not paying him just for the podcast. He literally has a crew. He does everything himself. He does all the editing. They do everything gets done on his end. So it's not like they're just paying Pat McAfee all this money. He has his co-hosts on the show. He has his film crew. He oh, has his, his yeah, editing his, people. His it's a whole. whole it's a, yeah. It's a whole studio basically. So right. well, I ex- feel especially everything that he's been through as far as you know for the brand his brand that's 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 literally his thing yep. and going you know from barstool, barstool. Then out on his then out on his own and then yep. getting the um the big payout with the oh the sports gambling one i forgot who that one the was DraftKings. <sighs> was it DraftKings? i can't or FanDuel. might be FanDuel. um because he was doing they, a thing on one of them where he was actually doing like commentary on the app. Like I remember, I saw a thing where he would do like his bets on the app. Oh yeah. Well, then they have yeah. Then they have the uh, the hammer down um, on that. Um, but yeah, and then he does you know FanDuel. That's where he's hundred million dollar deal with FanDuel. <clears throat> so that's what it is. And he does parlay. He does a big one with parlays and whatnot. That's his big thing is is getting parlays to hit. So yeah. And I believe I believe he learned a lot of his gambling stuff from Dave Portnoy. So oh oh yeah. You know. And and their parting was like mutual. I mean, Pat oh Mac, yeah. He said, I, "Hey, I want to do you know, do this, this, and this." And Portnoy's like, "Yeah, I mean, you can't really do that here. Yeah, just here, with yep. the, the type of company that we are is like okay well then i'm gonna go on my own he's like i wish you the best of luck you know if you ever need and he congrats like, when, when he got paid he congratulated him like that's the one thing people hate dave portnoy for who he is but he he when he sees his own people that came from underneath his company doing good for themselves oh you yeah. know there's a and, reason and it, why a lot of the podcasts they have have like a two-year deal and they could take it or leave it when when they go like they can stay and get paid or take it on the road and try to get paid that way. He makes sure that, you know, it's not, they're not held hostage by a bar stool. Right. No, ex- exactly. And I mean, the thing, you know, they ask him, Hey, you know, would you, you know, do you regret letting Pat McAfee go? He's like, no, he's like, I wish I could get him back, but I can't, I cannot afford him now. Nope. Um, nope. On it. And he's done commentary on, Fox Sports type deal on that uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, for a call like Thursday night college football or something like that with um, and he's Matt also back he that WWE and he also stuff. yep he announces WWE stuff and he like <laughs> he actually I think he had an ongoing feud with who was oh, yeah. it he, and yeah he got in the in the ring I think it was I think it was Stephen Amell the guy that played um, Arrow like he's, he's on a show called Heels about wrestling and so he was always in wwe stuff but he had a rivalry with someone like pat mcafee is all about the brand and oh yeah i mean that's just that's for the brand that's his his uh, he's got that trademark that's his his uh and i'll and i'll tell you the next one that it's going to be is busting with the boys i guarantee busting with the boys is gonna be the next big one so i love that podcast they are hilarious right yeah no, it's Good old Taylor Lewan. 
No, it's it's crazy. And I mean, he's yeah, no, Pat McAfee has done well, just like Dave <clears throat> Dave Portney. So I don't think he had anything to do with the layoffs. I think it was just coincidence. And the thing is, is when's the last time ESPN laid a on-air talent off without there being some sort of controversy? Like exactly. You know, Jamel Hill. While I don't agree with a lot of the stuff she says, she makes a lot of valid points. And she said something I think that was like anti. It was like super racist against white people. And somebody took offense, so she was fired. These people that are getting let go now have nothing on their record. They're not, like, controversial or anything like that. I mean, Steve Young's been with them for, I think they said, 15 years. He's been with ESPN for 22 years, something like that. And now he's just gone, you know? You know, maybe because where does Rich, Rich Eisen's with NFL Network for the draft, right? Uh, I, I think so. So yeah, I I'm think sure he has his show on that as well. I'm sure Steve sure. Young will end up on NFL Network hands down. Because Steve Young, I'm gonna tell you right now, Tony Kornheiser hasn't said anything on his podcast yet, but I guarantee he's pissed off because Steve Young was literally he would tell you which was gonna be the top quarterback every single year when he would do this preseason like check-in, like right before the season start. He would tell you this guy's gonna be the standout, this guy's gonna be the best rookie, all this stuff, because Steve Young knows his stuff, you know, so. Right, exactly. And I wonder if, um, if like, all of them were at the end of their contract or close or, like, one year left. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think almost all of them. I think Jalen Rose was actually open about how his contract was coming to an end. Like, there was a bunch of them that their contracts were coming to an end. Right, yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Gann Gundy was a surprising one a little bit to me, but you never know. He might try to go back into the NBA. I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like you said, you don't know what, you know, of course they say this, but all of them be like, yeah, I didn't want to renew my contract because I won't, I was wanted to do this or go do that or yep. other endeavors. And I made my money. So see you later. Exactly. Um, Next, this one's kind of crazy. So, Ryan, this is one of the things. This is what Jamel Hill started a, a firestorm. So, Ryan Seacrest is going to take over Wheel of Fortune when Pat Sajak retires. And all the things are saying, oh, Vanna White is gonna getting her attorneys ready to sue because she hasn't gotten a pay raise in how many years? And what they lied about in the article was they're not telling people that she gets a fat bonus every single year when she makes so many shows. So she hasn't taken time off and she may, she has been getting cost of living or price increases on her bonuses is what she's beginning her money on. So, and what they don't tell you is in the state of California bonuses and commissions are taxed at different rates than regular income. So technically if you consider it a bonus, it's a less tax rate than actual regular income is if it's a fat lump sum. So um, hopefully she stays with it. I mean, but they don't really, they don't really need her really, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Yamaha company has said that the uh, snowmobile model year 2024 will be its last available in European markets and 2025 model year will be its last in North America. Um, 
everyone I know that buys snowmobiles, they're like building their own. They're not really, you know, buying brand new ones. So, right. Well, and the thing is, is Yamaha dom- dominated the market for so long. I mean, you look back in, you know, the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. It was Yamaha. Everything Yamaha, was Yamaha. Everything. Yamaha. everything Pianos. Was Yamaha. Everything. <clears throat> yep. Exactly. And then now. You start getting the, you know, the same thing like, um, like the side by sides, you know. Oh, you know, if you had like, um, like a ranch, it was like a gator. Oh, I got a gator. Yeah. Uh, you know, or if you had, uh, you know, a dairy or whatnot. What's the ones that that you guys? A had? mule. A mule. Uh, oh, yeah, a mule. And then if you went to, you know, Pismo or the Dunes, you had a razor type deal. But now, yep. you know, and those are name brands, but they're, you know, pretty much side by sides type deals. Right. Where, you know, now it's, you know, you got like Can Ams and all of these other ones that are on the market and expanding and not just like, oh, hey, yeah, we started out as, you know, making this and then expanded to everything like Lamborghini. Lamborghini started out as a tractor company. Tractor company. Then he went to Ferrari and said, hey, here's how you can kind of improve your tractors and your, uh, no, your cars. Your cars. And And he, he, and the guy said, well, you know, basically go kick rocks. He said, okay. So then he made the car with the improvement. And now you have Lamborghini. With his, with with his life goal was to destroy Ferrari in the car market. And that's insane. I will say, though, I will say one big thing that I think was running into a problem for Yamaha is that, like, people don't know, Suzuki and Kawasaki work together now. Suzuki makes the motors. Kawasaki makes the plastics. Like, a lot of these companies have started manufacturing stuff for each other because they know they're going to make money because people are loyal. When you buy a motorcycle or a dirt bike, a quad, whatever – you usually stay loyal to that brand for your stay life of one. your of the vehicle. Yep. Yep. Ex- exactly. So there, there you go. But it's interesting with the, you know, Yamaha, but like I said, how many things have you seen come and gone, not necessarily come and gone, but have come and then got gobbled up on something that like bought out. Oh, Hey, yep. you made, Oh, we're going to buy you out. And now you're under our umbrella where it's like, Oh yeah, no, that's, Yamaha, but now it's under this, but it's mm-hmm. Yamaha under it, but the name is, you know, whatever. So exactly, you get two more years to <clears throat> two two more years if you want a snowmobile for all of us out here. They do, they can go on water. You have to full throttle it. I don't know how they do it, but I've watched the videos all the time in Nevada. They go, they don't, they're they're deceiving because they go to those craters out there that are like basins, but there's only like. I want to say like they probably got like three. They're like they're like three feet of water. But if you go in the water, it ain't gonna do nothing. It's not gonna kill the kill the the uh, uh, snowmobile. Long, but yeah, as long as the snowmobile is still running and you don't flood it, you're good. You're fine. Uh, and lastly, Oscar-winning actor who you may know from Little Miss Sunshine. A lot of people know him from Ocean's Eleven franchise, um, and also the. The one where the where uh, Morgan Freeman and um, Sir Michael Caine are they're all old um, going bank robbers, whatever, going in style. 
Um, Alan Arkin passed away at the age of 89. Yep. And he was in, uh, the other one was a Netflix one, um, The Kaminsky Method, with um, who was, what was Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas, yeah. And wasn't it Adam Sand? Oh, no, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Um, what do you mean, yep. Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller is also in The Kaminsky Method, I believe. Uh, or Adam Sandler. I, or Adam Sandler. Uh, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser's in it. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, if they're in it, it's for a very brief period. Oh, I'm gonna but, prove you. I, I'm. There's a younger. There's a younger actor in there that I know, because I remember it was oh, like right. Haley Joel Osment's in it. I mean, you have a lot of guests that are in it: Jay Leno, Danny DeVito, Eddie Money. Ooh, why do I know that guy? Graham Rogers. I know him. Patty LaBelle. There's Alan Arkin. Emily Osment is in it. And Haley Joel Osment. They're both brother and sister in it. Uh-huh. That's crazy. And Morgan Freeman's in this one as well. That's crazy. Two shows. Eddie Money. John Cryer. Elliot Gould. Bob Odenkirk. Allison Janney. Don Lemon. What is going on? I never watched it. I guess I need to watch it. Yeah. Well, so on those guests, they're like little cameos on it. It's they're not big, big parts or anything like that. Um, but it is. It's it's good. I like it. I enjoyed it. And it's only um, three seasons of 22 episodes. And it's good. I really liked it. Done by uh, Chuck Lorre. And I think he did. Um, mm. well, he's done a lot two of stuff. A, two and a half men, Big Bang Theory. Two, uh, yeah, Big Bang, Darman Greg. So. Oh, even Gilbert Gottfried was on it too. All right. Well then. Okay. Well, now we're going into the gaming section. Not too much, but uh, Tim is excited because Stitch is coming soon to Disney's Speedstorm. Um, Next season three. And Disney Speedstorm video game is leaving early access and will become free to play on September 28th, 2023. This is that new thing they're doing where they're basically having you pay to play beta and they improve it as the game goes along. They let you keep your in-game currency. They let you keep all this different kind of stuff. So you're not losing anything, but um, it does, you know, once the game becomes free to play, people are kind of like, some people don't like that. But I think it's worth it because you do get some bonuses. You get to learn the game. Um, and it is a fun game. It's really fun. Even the music, like um, Connor from Concon's Cantina, hearing them playing I'll Make a Man Out of You with a different beat. Like It's not blatantly playing the song. It's instrumental, and it's really cool. Um, yeah, no, yeah, they could like sell that on, I'd say, a CD, but they wouldn't have like stream it or whatnot. Or yeah, buy Radio Disney right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, ex- exactly. And the nice thing is, is it's even though it's pay to play, it's not like, oh, every two days there's an update on it. So it's no. not like a like a true like an alpha or, beta true beta. or yeah. An alpha yeah. or anything like that. No, it's um, I mean, I play it almost daily because they have dailies that you can get and that you could earn as well. Um, different racing races on it. And um, shoot, I mean. I'm happy with it just as it is. Yeah. Um, but the biggest news in gaming was that 
basically E3 is dead. E3 the next year and the year after have both been canceled. So bye bye E3. E3. There's no reason to have it anymore. Um, people fail to remember whenever all the big news comes about out about Disney and their little conventions. It's usually a shareholders meeting. It's not like they let regular people in because technically, if you have one share of Disney, you're a shareholder. So that's how a lot of people get into those things. But most of it is like they let media in and, and regular people just to make an event out of it. But usually it coincides with their investor meetings. So uh, E3, you know, most places like PlayStation, like Xbox, they're just putting out their own conventions. Um, yep. uh, they've gotten one, so big that, yeah. They do their own thing. Here's the thing, though. Thing, so. I don't know if people have been following, but there's a lawsuit going on trying to stop um the Activision um, Microsoft merger, basically trying to stop them from buying. Um, and basically, it is true that basically when they purchased Bethesda, the only reason why they purchased Bethesda was because of the games that they were going to make exclusive to PlayStation. Same thing with Call of Duty. Microsoft basically was told, if you guys try to make this exclusively to Xbox, we're going to basically put the kibosh on Call of Duty. Um, the lawsuit has also revealed that reportedly there's going to be a slim PS5 coming out later this year for 399 and 2026 or 2028 is when the rumored next-gen consoles will be coming out. So the PlayStation 6 and some version of a new, a new Xbox. So uh, keep an eye on that. Um, in the other amusement pile, we're going to the parks. Um, new Coca-Cola secret menu now available at Universal Orlando Resort. That's where everyone tries all the different types of sodas. We have a new customizable Hogsworth House Quidditch Team Captain AirPods case, which is available at Universal Orlando Resort. Um, Mel's Drive-In is closed for refurbishment at Universal Studios Florida which is, you know, kind of normal because this is kind of a slow time of year a little bit um, for stuff like that. Um, they usually close one thing that's kind of big just to get stuff done so they can have it for the actual fast times when you get closer to the end of summer. Um, three months free available for on any Universal Orlando Resort annual pass. That's kind of a good deal. And Universal Studios Hollywood announces limited time appearance of Death Eaters in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter this month. That's awesome. That's got to be a horrible job because you're covered head to toe in black and it is not cool at all. So good luck with that. Um, yeah. yeah, so it'll be from July 1 to July 16th is their limited appearance. Okay, well, get out there. Um, now in our general Disney pile, uh, Stitch Invades Disney Parks Twitter page, new digital wallpapers released for 626 Day, which was kind of cool. Um, They've been doing more stuff like that with like, like, like uh, wallpapers for your computer, for your phone, stuff like that. If you're into that, yep. um, Legos seeking families to help build Disney 100, build three Disney 100 murals around the world. I don't know about that. Yeah, um, one's in New York, UK, and I forgot where the other one's at. We have a new Tiana Disney Visa design, which has arrived, which they're pushing Tiana hardcore, especially with the new ride or the ride refurbishment. Uh, Illumination founder and CEO Chris Melodandry 
receiving Hollywood Walk of Fame star next year. So he's one of the people. Um, we got a first look at Tiana's Bayou Adventure character costume, which looks very much like she should be going on the Jungle Cruise. It is yep, very exactly. safari-like. It's it's, but it's more swamp. I think she has yep. like she has the, the high boots that you would wear in a swamp, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, like yeah, in the Bayou. Um, John Stamos shared a look at Disney's Parks memorabilia being auctioned by Van Eaton Galleries, which I'm sure he's going to get a bunch of it because he loves Disney. And he has one of the original carousel uh, horses in his house. He has a Dumbo uh, cart in his house. And I believe he also has, it was like, uh, I think he has one of the Autotopia original cars. Um, Yeah, and before and before uh he had one of the the disney d's the old school one that was out yes. um, in front and you could see that from the street looking up the hill it was in, in his the backyard, backyard of his yep. house but now i think with um the trees that they've grown you you might still be able to see it if you know what you're looking through but i think because there was a time where it was like that everyone was going and seeing it i shouldn't say like everyone was going and seeing it. a lot of diehard fans were going and seeing it so he may have let the trees grow a little bit to kind of hide it um yeah him it, and neil, but... neil patrick harris own like like because i believe neil patrick harris has one of three sets of the original haunted mansion paint stretching paintings so yeah, there's there was Roots. there was three original sets because they would change them out to touch them up every so often and um, he has one of the sets of the original three. And the only reason why I know that is because he outbid Chris Hardwick for them. Because Chris Hardwick wanted them. So, right. um, But that's cool. They're auctioning off like, what, 90 items, I think? Something like that? Uh, so with this, I don't know exactly how many items on it. I know with these ones, Van Eaton does a good. This is the largest um, Disneyland personal uh, collection uh, that they've had. It's so big that they're not having the um, previews at the auction house itself. It's at um, a warehouse, a warehouse that they went through. And this is he did like a video. John Stamos did a video of it. And I believe the um, you can still go down there and see it um, until Sunday, July 16th. And then um, Monday, the 17th, and Tuesday, the 18th, is the auction itself. And the cool thing with this is Van Eaton, you could go on their website and download um, their catalog. Or I think it's like 25 bucks. You get a really nice catalog of it, colored pictures. It's almost like a, a coffee book yep. uh, in a way. So Because they always, because like Van Eaton, I think part of their deal is you have to be able to showcase the items. And they turn it into like an event where you come and look at all the items like it's a museum before it gets auctioned. Yeah, so, exactly. And it, and it's free to go and and uh, and see it as well. You don't pay or anything. Yeah, and they actually, the last time they did this, they had one of the Autotopia cars that the auction house, the person selling them was actually letting people get into the car and take pictures. Like they had a bunch of items that you could interact with before the sale, which is cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Now going to Disney Resorts Abroad, we have a new concept art release for Frozen-themed land at Hong Kong Disneyland. They are going crazy with these new lands in these uh, foreign parks. <sighs> yep, exactly. And, I mean, the other one that 
I um, would like to see or uh, is a Zootopia one. That one looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Stroller wagons are no longer permitted at Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland starting this summer. Not a shocker. Um, Oh, wow. Hong Kong Disneyland ambassador confirms removal of sword in the stone for new Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse statue. Hmm. Uh, we got a. F- that's that's kind of weird. I like the right. sword and the stone. Well, and who knows? It might be something for like the Disney 100 that they're going to take out and put back in, or it's, you know, who knows what it what it's going to be, or they're going to move it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, we got a first look at the Wandering Oaken's sliding slade queue in Hong Kong Disneyland's World of Frozen, which, man, they're just making progress. Uh, Donald Duck hand soap dispensers installed at Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, Mantis is joining the Guardians of the Galaxy Dance Challenge at Avengers Campus in Disneyland Paris next month. Uh, live streaming plays r- racist music over Bluetooth speaker while walking around Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this one it it was bad. So what it is, it's he had a Bluetooth speaker, obviously, and then people could pay to play a song, and it was not a very good song um and then he starts dropping f-bombs and everything in it as well so not only is it playing a not so good song with um bad lyrics in it and then he's sitting there dropping some not so um pleasant words as well in his live stream as he's like walking through a queue with people all around and i guess on the end of the article it said that he got confronted by some guests later on that day that didn't uh, didn't take too kindly to what he was what he was doing. So don't mess with them over there in Tokyo. You'll regret it. Yeah, and I think uh, they have banned blogging or video recording or streaming or whatnot in the park. A lot of those ones, yeah. Um, and yeah, then lastly, lastly for abroad. Um, Josh Tomorrow has honored retiring Oriental Land Co. CEO Toshio Kagami. Um, for those who don't know, that's actually who owns basically um, uh, most of the, f- the overseas in the Asian continent uh, parks is owned by Oriental Land Co. And they just lease the rights to um, Disney. So, yeah. Uh, but now we're going to go rapid fire. Time for me to go to bed. Because... I have to be up in exactly six hours. Here we go. Walt Disney World. Uh, Walt Disney World cast member and service dog named Pluto save guests having medical emergency at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That is always awesome, especially when it involves a service dog. I mean, come on. He knew what to do. What to do. Um, So, and Walt Disney World has introduced park-specific um genie plus service and pricing model and so i already saw a video on it and it's a scam it's a huge scam just so you know do you want to know yeah, why I, mean, I, I think it all depends on so here's the problem what you're i saw you doing well i saw a guy who wanted to go and get it for one part disney world and he said it was cheaper for him to get it for a park hopper than it was for the one park. 
So yeah. if you would have got it for two parts, it would have been cheaper. Yeah, and especially because they have um, the sliding price, the tier pricing system on that. Because I know when I was down there, it was thirty dollars all day. But when I was down there, the last trip it was twenty five. Yep. So I'm sure it depends on the uh, the day, the dates as well. Yeah. But you would think. Uh, if you know. I know, but um, next Magic Kingdom Braille map has been remade to remove Splash Mountain. You got to have that. I didn't really have a Braille map, but okay. Um, Tiana's Foods Water Tower has been installed at Tiana's Bioadventure in Magic Kingdom, um, which basically is just taking more shape. And Disney accidentally shares video of construction workers smoking during Tiana's Foods Water Tower installation. That's kind of funny. Um, yeah. and and it's and you don't really see it because they're focusing on his hands because he was putting in um a bolt on a beam and you could see he's got a cig hanging out of his mouth. It was pretty epic. It's pretty funny. Um, Splash Mountain press penny machine has been removed from Magic Kingdom, which they put them back for a minute, but now they're they're gone. Um, Disney Springs water taxi service has resumed after low water level suspension, which when we were there for our honeymoon in March of 2011, they had it suspended until the last day we were there, which it sucked. Um, Disney has filed a permit for a Mirabel meet and greet at Magic Kingdom. Uh, the My Disney Experience app malfunctioning at tragic wait times, incorrect or missing, which that's stressful because how many times... You know, like usually when we when we go, you have a designated person. It's like, hey, look, Big Thunder Mountain's only twenty minutes. Let's go over there now. And if we hit that, Pirates is only fifteen minutes. So we can go Big Thunder and then Pirates, knock out two rides in under in under forty five minutes. It'd be awesome. So when it's not working correctly and you show up and it's all jacked up, that can ruin your day. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Exactly. It's not good, especially. Um, you know, that's the thing that they pride themselves on is like, oh, look, look at the tip board. Look at this. Look at that yep. um, on it. So not good. Nope. Um, Josh tomorrow has said something will happen with Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. All I can say is, is maybe they had this plan from the beginning. Maybe it was, was it a test run to build a bigger hotel and more immersive. I don't know, but we're going to find out soon enough. Right. And of course, uh, something's going to happen to it. You know, they could just demolish it, and that's still yeah, something. They're not going to build it and just let it go in ruins. I mean, how long has the empty airfield sat there? You know right. what I mean? Um, Tom Sawyer Island, or whatever that the 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 island that they had the water park on that sits there with lights oh. still on and water yeah, still exactly. running. Same thing. There's still something going on with it. Um, the U.S. Air Force did a flyover for Fourth uh, of July at Magic Kingdom. I saw some videos; it actually looked pretty cool. Um, Walt Disney World monorail celebrates Fourth of July with red, white, and blue uh, undercarriage lights, which is kind of awesome because that's how easy it is to just change something. Is just you just do that. That's pretty cool. Like you yep. just change lights. Um, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is sold out on Halloween 2023, which is not a shocker. That sells out quick. Um, and new props have been uh, inspired by Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny have been added to Jock Lindsay's Hangar 
bar, which is very con- common with um, all these different stuff that they have the movies wise that that they have a ride there. So um, now with the Disneyland report, Tim was there this past weekend. Tim, just tell us, you know, how was it? What did you like? What did you not like? What did you think could have been done? Could have been done better. Yeah, so I'll go really quick because we left um, Friday and we're in the park uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday was 4th of July. And that's when we checked out our hotel and left um, to come home. Um, The nice thing is, is on Saturday we went down there. It's like, okay, how are we going to expect? How's the parks going to be? You know, yes, it is the weekend before the 4th of July, but is everyone going down there? Because all you have to do is take Monday off and you get a four-day weekend um, on it. You know, you don't know how it's going to be. Um, the nice thing is, is Saturday, the park was pretty much dead the the whole time, um, which was nice. And I have a almost two-year-old, so we went down there, just me and the wife and him. So the nice thing is, is got to knock out a lot of the rides. And with the park being empty, um, kind of had just the runaround of the park. And usually, you know, around 2, 3, 4 o'clock, um, you know, everyone starts coming back in. Um because they've kind of, especially if they got kids, go back, have lunch, nap, and then come back in for the nighttime run. Um, but on that, we usually left around 6, 6.30 after dinner time. And on Saturday, you know, there's nobody there. It was it was really nice Sunday. Um, and like with anything, it could even be a super busy day. But if you get there early at rope drop and pretty much until, I'd say, 10, 11 o'clock, it's never going to really be that busy even when um, we went before the shutdown and before reservations and Rise of the Resistance was brand new, you had to get a virtual queue. Um, everyone would go there because you had to be in the park for it, would go there, get their virtual queue or not get it, and then a lot of them would leave um, and then come back later. So even on that, when it looks busy in the morning, um, just because everyone was wanting to get their virtual queue, it really um, didn't transition um, into the park which was nice um, at that time. And now, you know, you have the reservation system and everything there as well. So um, Disney could throttle it back if they want to. They know exactly how many are going there. So Sunday, did see the crowds start to appear. Um, And then Monday, you know, kind of same thing. Once you get into that noontime, definitely by 2 o'clock, they were there. But it's surprising when we came back on Monday, um, kind of for dinner time and to do the last couple things at Disneyland or at the parks because we knew we were leaving the next day. There was a line actually in security, like kind of backed up, probably 15, 20 people deep on each one. It's like, man, what the heck? Well, when we walked out through security, I was looking, we went to Disneyland and there really wasn't hardly anybody in line to get into Disneyland. Look across the Esplanade at California Adventure, hardly anybody over there what the heck? Why is there all this rush of people? Well, you start here. I was hearing people in the security line that they were all going to downtown Disney for dinner. Um, and then maybe going to the park that night or going to the park tomorrow. And you just see a steady stream of people going straight across the Esplanade into downtown Disney and nobody, mm-hmm. barely anybody going into the parks. It's like, Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, and then for the fourth, um, we got home. There's absolutely no traffic. Um, through LA or anything like that. Like I barely had to take my foot off the pedal. So it was very nice to come home. Usually it takes a good half hour, 45 minutes longer than what it did uh, when we were coming home. So I enjoyed that, but I was looking at the 
wait times when I got home around um, or after I got home. It's around probably like three, four or five o'clock and the park was empty. There's absolutely nobody there. All the fans. Well, I mean, and, and we've still... talked we've, we've <laughs> talked before about how like Memorial Day weekend, same thing. It's weird. I think people assume the crowds are going to be insane. And then when they're not, people still don't learn. Well, and the thing is, is I was watching a blogger today and the parks, the capacity may have been high, but everyone was um, on Main Street early getting a spot for the 4th of July fireworks. So, you yep. know, the parade and the fireworks um, on that. But the wait times for it were it's like, oh, man, normally you would expect, you know, like you were saying, you know, usually, um, you know, like the Friday and Saturday before are slower. And then once it gets to that holiday especially if it lands on a monday sunday and monday are busier and mm -hmm. i mean shoot the wait times that i were seeing was about the same as they were on saturday but on saying that it may be more crowded there to move around because you have people there but they're more so staking out a spot um for the fireworks um but i mean all in all it was nice i do have a couple gripes about it um, and after the second day, Disney already sent me an email saying, hey, here's a survey. Fill it out of your recent visit. Like, man, <laughs> so <clears throat> basically, remember how they um, really on the strollers, like couldn't really have any like double wide ones or they had a right. in specific things. Right. They don't check. They don't check that anymore. And there's a sticker out in front of security that has it's basically a, a rectangle that says. If your stroller fits in here, great. If it's bigger than it, see you later. And there's no wagons or stroller wagons. That was out the window. They weren't checking that. There's people pushing around the huge double wide strollers, the wagons with, you know, two or three kids in it. I'm like, okay, well, I thought maybe they changed it. I looked on the, I'm on the uh, frequently asked questions right now. And, you know, strollers larger than this and wagons are not permitted. Stroller wagons are also not permitted. So they were not, um, you know, really enforcing that, which especially on when you get some, um, some uh, crowd, um, you know, in crowded places, narrow places, it really, you know, when you, you feel got somebody it. that. That's yeah, a wa the wagon pushing it um, or, a you know, a big double wide str jogging stroller. It's like, really? Um, and then the other thing is, is, um, I mean, if you wanted to basically wear like bare midriff or anything like that. Remember, you know, the big thing with TikTok was, oh, if you come here, this is how you get a free shirt. They're not even doing that anymore. They're not even getting sure. They're just letting them in. We were eating dinner one night and I no joke. A girl came in, looks like she was just wearing a bra and um, had one of those jackets, but it's just like the arm ones where it's not like a full jacket. It like barely covers, like goes across like the top of your Jesus. shoulders and across like yeah. that. And just white in, I mean, right down. Sat. Nice thing is they sat her in the back corner and with her back towards everyone. But I'm like, dude, she's like, weren't like, almost like a bikini top. Like I thought there was, saw a lot, lot of that. Granted it was warmer down there, but I mean, 
everywhere that you looked, you could find at least one or two people like that, no matter where you were at in the park. It's like, man, if I had like a younger kid and he's asking questions or, hey, what's, why is this or that? And, you know, not body shaming anyone, but it's like. The wife's joke there is always, it looks like someone forgot all their clothes at home. And so now, um, this person is having to borrow their daughter's clothes. It's usually what she would say as a joke. Right. But that's what that, it feels like. Yeah. I wish that's what it was, but it, 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 it was bad, uh, for, for what I saw. I'm like, and this is supposed to be a family park. And the thing is, is you see cast members and everyone walk right by and it's it, it, very interesting to say the least, um, on that. But all in all, I, Left it. I'm already planning on going back next year during 4th of July, so I don't have to be at home, even though I live in a town where fireworks um, or, you know, in California, can't have aerial fireworks. But in my neighborhood, the neighborhood behind me, they put on a better show than the local uh, city does. So next year, Mm -hmm. put the dog up at doggy daycare and. Hey, that's the way to do it right there. Right, and then we're gonna go to Disneyland, take a couple days off of work, and go there from the fourth, and because it'll be on a Thursday next year, and stay through the weekend. So that's but, a pretty good and, idea. And, yeah, and we didn't do any Genie Plus or anything like that because there was no need to it because it was just me, the wife, and the kid. Um, we did a lot of photo pass. Met um, well, it'll be down here later. Met Mickey and his Fourth of July ensemble. That was the very first thing when you walk in. Got great pictures with that. And then, as you know, have our... And you got the Steamboat Willie one, too. As have our uh, Roosevelt shirts for the Disney 100 with uh, Steamboat Willie. And the one day that all three of us wore it, two photo pass guys were like, you know what? Um, I really like your shirt. You know, I think Mickey might be in his house and he could could possibly be in the same, you know, Steamboat Willie uh, attire. That's awesome. Back there. And then the second one said it's like... Yeah, we kind of heard that. So we made our way back there and got our picture with him. And the backdrop was the steamboat as well. So it was pretty cool. But oh, I didn't realize that. That that makes it extra cool. I'll have to. I don't think I sent you the picture. I'll have to send you the, the picture. But yeah, yeah, with the steamboat in the background, that'd be cool to see it. Because yeah. that's kind of like a unique thing to have. Especially when they do the photo ops. Like you always have a photo op where you have this or that. And it's, you know, basic, but when they actually have, like, all this stuff that ties into what you're doing, it's super cool. Right. No, exactly. But, yeah, no, it was nice, and it was just relaxing. And the nice thing is, is going with the toddler, especially with, we found a couple of good spots to sleep in the park that were, you know, quiet and out of the way, or as quiet as it's going to be, um, is that usually he's done by, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock. So we were back in the hotel by that time so we could relax and weren't going until like midnight i mean by midnight i was already in bed for two hours so yeah because he's up at you know 5 36 6 30 um so nice thing with that is we're up already and good to go before rope drop so and rope drop is the only way to go if you guys are not doing rope drop you're not you're not living life man Yep. Real drop is just, it's, oh man. Yep. There's a lot you could do the first hour of the park. Oh, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that, that basically 
you can get most of your stuff done. And what Tim did realize, I talked to him about it, is they have, you know, all the park hoppers start to come over midday when they book um, the one park. So that's what ends up happening usually is, is everyone is booking the one park and then they park hop after that. And that's when you run into all the crowds and this, the garbage going around. Right. Yeah. Cause 11 o'clock is when they could come over. So you started seeing mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. I'd probably say a little after that, like around lunchtime or so um, on it. But yeah, I mean, even when it's the busiest crowded season at Disney, that you still the first hour, it's, the golden hour yep and now on um to the rapid fire everything else we got going on here so we can go to bed um mickey mouse uh meets in his fourth of july best tim gotta meet all of that um indiana jones to make limited time appearance at disneyland which that's kind of cool especially if it's over by the ride Yep, it's uh, over by the right. He's just a walk-around character. I didn't really see... I think they had one spot before um, where you could, like, a meet-and-greet, but I think it was just a, um, like, a limited-time thing for media, I want to say. But he just walks around and then goes up above the uh, Jungle Cruise. So, mm, yeah, just got to catch awesome. him in Adventureland when you can. Yep. Fog returns to Lava Pit on Indiana Jones Adventure in Disneyland, which is good to get that back. Uh, ticket sales paused for Oogie Boogie Bash and then c- closed after a, te- a technical issue, and they haven't said anything about it since. So, good yeah, luck. They're, they're going to give an update next week. Yep. Um, Haunted Mansion closing date is announced for a holiday overlay. It's going to be closed from August 14th and reopened September 1st, which is a f- one of the fastest turnarounds I've seen for them in a long time. Um. So we did see the trailer for the Rogers the Musical at Disney's California Adventure. Um, premium viewing package sold out for all shows on opening day. They did give you like a little popcorn bucket thing and a little like a collector's little thing to go with it. Um, there is a Rogers the Musical photo op with Captain America Shield at Disney's California Adventure, um, which is really cool. And um, I just thought it was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's only through. I want to say the end of August. It's weird. Maybe through September. It's very limited time, but I bet you they'll extend it through the holiday season. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the one we were talking about earlier. Jamie Lee Curtis, Owen Wilson, and Lakeith Stanfield work at Haunted Mansion Disney to promote upcoming feel, film. And they literally were in full dress with name tags, everything. It was not like them filming something there. They legit had name tags from the ride. So... Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and everyone uh, saw, and then they did, they had cameras and whatnot set up on the balcony outside of um, Club 33. So that's where a lot of people saw them as well, up there. Um, yep. Uh, Scrim comes down to New Orleans Square, revealing updated Tiana's Palace facade at Disneyland. Um, scaffolding reaches the top of Splash Mountain during Tiana's value adventure transformation at Disneyland. Pacific Wharf Bridge Act is closing June 26th for San Francisco uh, bridge transformation, which we were been waiting for a while. Um, and both sets of towers now stand for San Francisco gate bridge at Disney's California adventure. Yeah, so um, overnight quick, quick um, 
Second half of Mater's Junkyard Jamboree is now closed for refurbishment, which that is one of the few rides that has two different areas that they run, so it's kind of easy to fix stuff on those ones. Um, the only thing that stinks is that the wait time goes up. Yes, it does. Um, next, new Disneyland, Disney 100 billboards unveiled on Disneyland Resort tram route. Um, Disney Visa card members save up to 30% on select Disneyland Resort hotel stays in late summer. Save up to 25% on Disneyland Resort hotels late summer on your own. Uh, Mickey Mouse French Press is now available at Disneyland Resort for $39.99, which is kind of cheap. Hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a French press. All it has is the Mickey ear on top and the plunger that you go down and then Mickey ears on the, like... The actual glass part of it. So, yes, it is cheap, but there isn't that much there. Yep. Um, iconic Space Mountain tunnel lighting effect barely working at Disneyland. Way to go. Now they're going to start bashing us that they fixed um, the other. The mold uh, of the other the one. The mold of the other one, yeah. Um, this one was hilarious. I watched this TikTok. So, the Phineas and Ferb co-creator, who um, he voices the um, the he's the voice of Perry the Platypus. Um, he called Imagineer Scott Trowbridge when Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance broke down, and he FaceTimes him. He's like, "Dude, what's going on?" He's like, "I'm working," and he goes, "You're obviously not because we're sitting here on Rise of the Resistance and it's not working." And he's like, "Let me get on it," and they're laughing, and literally, it's all it's all the people on the thing are like friends from Phineas and Ferb. Like they know all know this guy. So it was just kind of a fun, lighthearted, like them jabbing him for not having it running. Right. And obviously those don't know Scott Trowbridge was the lead Imagineer on building that. So hence the reason. Yep. yep. Um, and lastly, a woman hides at big Thunder Mountain Railroad to avoid, avoid arrest after sneaking into Disneyland. And, I, and on the article, it said that wasn't her. That was like her second time sneaking in. Jesus, man. Heat offender. You can't sneak in. Well, and the thing is, if you got to Big Thunder, you got deep in the park. Yeah, but I mean, they could have been like somebody could. She could have. They could have caught her after the fact. Like they could have noticed or something happened. Like they have ways of tracking that stuff. Right. Yeah. Well. That is all we have for you guys this week. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to try and get this up as fast as possible because I'm going to be gone for a few days. So um, I do want to thank everyone for listening, always coming through, downloading, sharing. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.